It's time now for this week's Anderson Healy Show. Powered by Elevation, the Sun Devil's preferred home energy technology company. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Anderson Healy Show, the Sun Devil Radio Network program that brings you all the latest news from Arizona State University Sun Devil Athletics and features ASU's Vice President for University Athletics, Ray Anderson. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of Sun Devil football, men's basketball, and baseball, and it's my pleasure to serve with Ray as uh, our your co-host for our uh, weekly get-together that brings you up-to-date on everything concerning the Sun Devils. Ray, good to catch up with you once again. How have you been? Doing well, Tim. Uh, hope you're well. Hope all of our uh, ASU Sun Devils are well. But uh, it's cooling down a little bit, uh, and Just we like that. that. Uh, but it stays hot in terms of the things we're trying to do in athletics, my friend. And we got lots to talk about today, and we actually have a pair of guests joining us on this week's show once again. Newly hired Sun Devil cross-country coach Ryan Godfrey will stop by to preview his team's season-opening meet that will take place this weekend in Riverside, California. And then later on, we're going to chat with Mike Mateen, who is Arizona State's Senior Associate Athletic Director in charge of ticketing. And Mike has news of interest for Sun Devil football fans about how ASU Athletics is working to enhance the fan game day experience at Sun Devil football games. Speaking of football, yes, it was a disappointing outcome for the Sun Devils and their fans this past weekend in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Coach Herm Edwards' team led for most of the first half and competed hard in the game start to finish, but the Devils were unable to hold off the 11th-ranked and high-powered Oklahoma State Cowboys who beat ASU 34-17 at Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater last Saturday night. It was actually, Ray, a three-point game, 20-17, several plays into the fourth quarter, but uh, Oklahoma State able to pull away with a couple of touchdown drives to cinch the deal. Yeah, they uh, went into that game ranked number 10-11 in the country for a reason, and they've been consistently a quality team. And so you go into their place – uh, and we knew it was going to be a, a monumental task, but we were competitive. We fought. Uh, but with a team like that, both on offense and defense, having uh, the talent they have, that quarterback Sanders, he's like a fourth or fifth-year guy, a lot of experience. And that defensive front seven, uh, as we all know, were a lot of seniors and fourth, fifth-year guys. So uh, you go into that uh, environment, uh, and you can't afford any mistakes, uh, Tim, really very few mistakes. And we acknowledge we made too many in that environment, uh, and, and, and we got hurt at the end. But we played tough. It was 20-17, to 17, as you say, uh, going into the fourth quarter. Uh, and we were there. And then, you know, they scored the 14 at the end. But we were tired defensively because we couldn't get off the field. Uh, we, we couldn't stay on the field, I should say, offensively and really stretched our defense to too many plays, but uh, overall uh, uh, a loss to be sure. Uh, but the effort was there. The fight was there. And we'll, go, we'll learn from it and get better uh, one game at a time, starting at Eastern Michigan this, this, this Saturday night. Yeah, you look back, I think there were three big factors in the game that uh, turned the tide Oklahoma State's way. First of all, the Cowboys ran 23 more plays than did the Sun Devils, 84 to 61. And when you actually count Uh, penalties when they were on defense. The Sun Devils' defense was actually playing somewhere in the vicinity of 90 snaps in that ball game. 
Second, as you mentioned, those penalties, 10 for 95 yards, different types of penalties from last year. These were penalties of aggression more than uh, the procedural type penalties that plagued the team a year ago. And then third, Ray, uh, the ability to only convert two of 13 third down opportunities. So you add those three factors together. And as you said, against an opponent like that, in an environment like that, it's going to be hard to come away with a win. No question, uh, Tim. And like you say, the variety of penalties were different from last year because they were uh, in competition, more aggressive, not passive uh, penalties on offense like false starts, et cetera, but whether rather uh, roughing the passer uh, uh, is something you can't do in situations like we did. And so some of our defensive uh, lapses uh, were, were uh, uncharacteristic, and so we have to clean those up to be sure. Uh, and you can't convert just two of 13 third down conversions because you put all that uh, uh, pressure on your defense and they end up being on the field a lot more that you need to. You convert just half of those uh, third down conversions uh, and then you're possessing the ball, you're eating it up clock, you're giving your defense a chance to rest and you're increasing your opportunity to score. But when you only make two of 13, you give those extra 23 plays against a good offense and a quarterback like they have, they're going to make some big plays, and they did, those 14 points. That's the difference in the game. And then you can't have uh, uh, special teams miscues. Unfortunately, we had a shank punt uh, at the end of the half that led to a scoring opportunity for them, and they converted three points, but three points uh, is three points. So uh, those things you can't do against a quality opponent. Uh, and so we'll put that in our rearview mirror. Uh, but those three uh, things you mentioned uh, have to be cleaned up, uh, and we're looking to do that going forward. Among the positives to emerge from uh, Saturday night's game, the performance of uh, veteran linebacker Kyle Soley, who had a career-high 16 tackles in the game, plus his second interception in as many games this season. Running back X Validay delivered his second consecutive 100-yard rushing game as a Sun Devil, picking up uh, 118 yards against Oklahoma State, including runs of 42 and 38 yards, each of which set up ASU scores. And then perhaps most encouraging of all, Ray, the uh, wide receiver duo of Elijah Badger and Geo, uh, Geo Sanders combined for nine catches, 185 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, it's been a couple of years now that Sun Devil fans have been waiting for a receiver, a go-to receiver to emerge from that wide receiver group, and maybe two of them emerged with their performances on Saturday night. Yeah, starting with the re young receivers, because uh, that was a question mark, and it's nice to see uh, Elijah in particular really step up. And then Giovanni was a, was a walk-on who ended up get, earning a scholarship through his play, and now he's on the field demonstrating why. Uh, but it's certainly good to see Elijah uh, coming on, and so – uh, I'm a lot more optimistic about our receivers uh, than perhaps we were several months ago, uh, and they're starting to come on. Uh, and you've got to give a lot of uh, applause to uh, Kyle Sole, 16 tackles and an interception. Uh, the problem is, is you don't want him getting 16 tackles because that means he's been out there way too many snaps. Uh, <laughs> nothing against having that's those stats, but those aren't good stats. For a linebacker, you don't want anybody getting 16 tackles in a game. You'd rather have him have a stellar game and, and get eight or ten tackles because that means he was on the sideline and our offense was still on the field. 
uh, more than uh, uh, should have uh, more than he should have been on the sidelines as opposed to the offense on the sidelines. So uh, good for the receivers. Great for Kyle. Shows the kind of leadership and player he is. He's showing great ability, man. And if the guy is looking to play at the next level, he keeps doing uh, what he's doing as a leader. He's going to have that opportunity, Tim. And uh, Geo Sanders, boy, what a great story he is. And we're going to tell his story on the uh, Countdown to Kickoff show on our radio coverage of this week's game with Eastern Michigan. So uh, we do a feature in the Countdown show called the Sun Devil Spotlight. And this week, the spotlight's going to shine on Geo Sanders. And he'll tell you his amazing story. Uh, Worked at a grocery store while awaiting uh, the opportunity to walk on at Arizona State. And now uh, here he is, possibly one of the team's better pass catchers. And as we mentioned, the Sun Devils indeed back home this weekend to host the Eagles of Eastern Michigan out of the Mid-American Conference, the MAC. And that's a pretty doggone good football league. Eastern Michigan is one and one, uh, having lost last week to the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns, 49 to 21. An interesting uh, tidbit on that game, Ray. Eastern Michigan led it in the Lafayette, Louisiana, 14 to nothing at halftime but got outscored 49-7 to in the second half of that game. Well, it shows you that uh, you, you, you can ever lay down with a lead of 14 points. We know that from our own past experiences. So uh, the, the, the teams uh, have to come out looking to play four full quarters. Uh, we need to do that. I'm sure Eastern Michigan has learned their lesson, and they will intend to do that this Saturday night, Tim. So we take nothing for granted. We take nothing lightly, uh, to be sure. I was at a practice today, and the spirit is good, uh, and the uh, knowledge that this team can come in and play you tough, and so you can't take anything lightly, and we won't. But uh, it'll be a good matchup because uh, Eastern Michigan has a history of being tough, and that MAC is a good conference, as you say. So. We invite our folks to get out here, get out here early, because it's going to be a good game. It'll be a late kickoff as well, an 8 p.m., technically an 8-10 p.m. kickoff this Saturday night at Sun Devil Stadium's Frank Cush Field, and our Sun Devil Radio Network coverage will be wall-to-wall and begin with the Sun Devil Tailgate Show hosted by Jeff Munn. That will start at 5.30 on Saturday afternoon slash evening, and you can hear all the action on ESPN 620 AM and the Sun Devil Radio Network. Let's talk some men's golf. It was a record-breaking weekend on the links for the Sun Devil men's golf team, which, of course, you remember, was the national runner-up to Texas one year ago. En route to a second-place finish at their first event of the fall season, the Maui Gym Invitational at Mirabelle Golf Club in Scottsdale, the Sun Devil men posted a final team total of 40 under par, 800, the 800 marking the lowest three-round tournament score in Arizona State men's golf history. How about that? It also marked the seventh time in the history of the program that a Sun Devil men's golf team finished at least 40 under par in a three-round tournament. Add one more for you, Ray. The Sun Devil's second-round total in that tournament last weekend. The Saturday round two total of 257 was the program's best one round total since 1993. All in all, not a bad way to begin a season, huh? I'll say it's it's even hard to put your uh, your, your arms and your, your brain around all that. 
great performance. Uh, but they're coming off a second-place national finish. Uh, Coach Thurman has uh, been understated, but uh, also – uh, noted that he thinks this team that he's got now uh, is also going to be a very uh, strong team, and they showed it coming out of the gate. Uh, those uh, minus 40, uh, uh, 800 par, uh, who does that? All I know is the team that beat us got a little better, and so we're not there yet. Uh, but that was a wonderful, wonderful start to the season for Coach Thurman and the men's golf team. The Sun Devils finishing as runner-ups to Auburn as the Auburn Tigers won the tournament. Individually, ASU senior Riggs Johnston was the Sun Devils' top finisher. He placed fourth with a 12-under-par final total. And then on Saturdays or during Saturday's second round that we told you about, Arizona State senior Gabe Salvanera shot a brilliant 7-under-par 63 and that was the fourth lowest single round total by an individual golfer, Ray, in program history. Think about that. 63, Tim. Seven under par. Fourth time in our history. Uh, you've got some, some, some folks on this team who are really, really good. And so if you keep those performances up, uh, we're looking forward to uh, championship time uh, back out at Greyhawk. Uh, for the national championship uh, in June. So one tournament at a time, as they say. But, boy, that's impressive. Very impressive. And the next tournament is coming right up as the Sun Devils head this weekend to Big Ten country for uh, a a match, a tournament, I should say, at the University of Illinois as Coach Matt Thurman's squad will compete in the Fighting Illini Invitational hosted by Illinois And that'll take place this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Olympia Fields, Illinois. The up-and-coming Sun Devil cross-country team will open its 2022 season this coming Saturday, September 17th, at an event in Riverside, California. And coming up, we will visit with the new head coach of Arizona State's cross-country team and track and field distance runners as one-time Kansas State head coach, Ryan Godfrey will join us. But first, let's take a timeout. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Tempe is the place to be to catch the excitement of ASU sports. Before and after the game, Sun Devil fans can enjoy the sunny weather while paddle boarding or kayaking at Tempe Town Lake, hiking around Papago Park, dining on a patio on Mill Avenue, or enjoying a local brew while relaxing poolside at one of our great hotels. The next time you plan to catch a game at ASU, plan to play and stay in Tempe. To learn more, go to www.tempetourism.com. We'll see you in Tempe. Have you heard of the new Hit the Jackpot promotion from the Arizona Lottery? Hit? Like my top 40 hit songs playlist? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Oh, hit. Like how I was the star hitter in the office softball league. It's gone! No. Oh, like my hits in karate class. Hi-ya! No, like the new hit tickets from the Arizona Lottery that are loaded with 33 million in prizes and can be entered to win a progressive jackpot that grows up to $150,000. I'll enter today. Leadership, teamwork, sacrifice, putting life's lessons before yourself. This is Arizona State Football 2022. It's not just a point in time. ASU is part of my life. That's what makes the wins and losses 
personal. Down the far sideline, and DJ Taylor is going to take the opening kickoff. I'm Tim Hovick, and it's football season in the desert. We are Santan Ford. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. We are back here on the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network as we update you on all the latest news in Arizona State Sun Devil Sports. Along with ASU Athletic Director Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils and your host for our weekly get-togethers. Yet another Arizona State fall sport will begin its 2022 season this weekend when the Sun Devil cross-country teams travel to Riverside, California to compete in the UC Riverside Invitational. Both ASU cross-country programs, men's and women's, will be under new leadership this coming season. From 2014 to 22, Ryan Godfrey was the head cross-country and distance coach at Kansas State University. Prior to that, he spent 15 years heading up the women's track and field and cross-country programs at his alma mater, North Dakota State. All told, between his stops at K-State and North Dakota State, Ryan Godfrey has led his runners to a total of 30 conference championships, and now he begins his uh, coaching career and brings his coaching expertise to Arizona State. And we're delighted to welcome Coach Godfrey to ASU and to the Anderson Healy Show. Welcome, Ryan. Good to see you. How have you been? I'm doing great. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for having me. You built a solid program at Kansas State. What was it about the ASU opening that attracted you and led you to pack up, head further west, and uh, join Dion Miller's Sun Devil staff? Coach Miller. Uh, Coach Miller called. We had a great conversation, and that really uh, piqued my interest. And we had come down here quite often to either the Sun Angel uh, track meet or the Baldy Castillo meet. So I'd been here a number of times and always enjoyed the meet. And, and uh, Tempe always left a great impression on me. So when when Coach Miller called, I just decided that this would be a great opportunity. And, um, and, and I'm thrilled to be here. Well, we're delighted to have you here. Ryan was hired on July 8th. And it was only about a month later your runners were starting to practice for the uh, fall season. How's the transition gone for you and your squad so far? It's gone really well. Um, the, the team is a great group of, um, of young men and women. Uh, they work hard. They're, they're not only on time every day, but uh, they show up you know, ready to go. And uh, that's usually at 530 in the morning. So sometimes it's hard, wow. it's hard to get wow. people that excited at 530 in the morning. <laughs> but this is a this is a great group of kids and uh, the trans transition's gone gone really well. You mentioned young men and women, and that's an accurate statement because you're taking over a team that I, I think has eight freshmen, 13 sophomores. I know coaching a youthful team can be challenging at times, but I also imagine it can be very stimulating for coaches. How do you view that from your perspective? Yeah, I mean, the, our expectations um, 
are for the young kids to, to, you know, come in and, and not necessarily make an immediate impact, but try to grow them into, to their roles. Um, but they're, they're bright eyed and, and willing to work. So they've been really easy to, uh, to coach to this point. Um, but it's fun. It's fun having that kind of youth. And, um, we can talk a lot about what the future, uh, will look like or hope it will look like. For sure. Uh, one of the sophomores on your team actually happens to be one of the best runners in the nation, Gilbert product, Dayton Carlson, who earned all American honors for the Sun Devils last year when he finished sixth in the 800 meters at the NCAA outdoor track and field championships. And in the process, set a new ASU record in the 800. What's your assessment of Dayton, Ryan, and your hopes and expectations for him this coming season? You know, my first conversation with Dayton was over the phone just a few days after I got the job. And he said, uh, he said, coach, you got to let me run the mile this year. And so <laughs> as well as he did last year in the 800 and, and he'll run, I think he'll run even faster um, as he continues to, to develop. But it was really great to hear him say that, you know, hey, I can I'm not just an 800 meter runner. You know, like I think I can do really well in the mile. Um, but in, in right now in cross country, you know, 8,000 meters versus 800 meters, there's, there's quite a bit of a difference, but Dayton's very talented and uh, he has great range, you know? So I think cross country will always be something that he's good at, but it'll be a good base building phase for him as he gets ready for uh, a great track season. I know one of the veterans on your team is senior, uh, senior Vinnie Mari, who placed a 10th in the 5k at the NCAA West prelims last fall. Tell us about Vinnie. Vinny, this is his bread and butter. I mean, 8,000 to 10,000 meters. Um, obviously, he ran really well, as you mentioned, in the 5,000 last year on the track. But cross country is definitely, this is, this is his wheelhouse. And uh, he's a good leader on the team. He's all business. You know, I try to get him to smile a little bit more. Uh, but he, he always comes to practice ready to, to get after it. And so I'm excited to see what he can, what he can do this year. Let's talk about a couple of your women's runners. Uh, senior uh, Lena LeBrun was one of the program's top runners a year ago. What have you seen from her in preseason? Lena's pretty excited because last summer she had some a little some some struggles with some injuries. So when she started the season last year, she, her fitness level was down a bit, and uh, she was able to have a consistent summer. So she's pretty excited about about the beginning of this season, and hopefully we can just keep building as we go here. Um, but she's, she's going to be one of the better runners in the PAC 12 this fall. Wow. You have an intriguing newcomer on your team this year, Sadie Hiringa, who was a six time all American at the division three level competing at Calvin college in Michigan. She graduated there with a degree in biochemistry and has transferred to Arizona state as a graduate assistant. What can she bring to your program, right? Sadie's probably our number two runner on the, on the team. Um, obviously we haven't had a chance to race yet to uh, see if that's accurate, but I, th I think based on our training that she's probably our number two athlete, she's trying to balance this doctoral program and training. So she's got a lot on her plate um, earlier this week. Her, she had a little bit of a strain in her calf muscle. So we're actually going to hold her out um, this weekend and just try to get her ready for the, for the next meet down at Arizona. But she's, she works hard. I'm just right now, we're just trying to balance everything that she has going on. She starts teaching 
um, a lab at 7.30 in the morning. So she's wow. at practice at 5.30, trying to finish practice, get to a, a teaching assignment, and then plus all the additional coursework that she has to do. But yeah, certainly a young lady that can take on a lot. And um, yeah, she ran in the 1630s last, last spring in the 5K, which is going to translate really well to helping us um, this fall. Outstanding boy, a true student athlete and uh, just an incredible workload that she takes on. You have an interesting fall schedule. You touched on it. You really only have two regular season races, the one this Saturday in Riverside. And then you mentioned the Dave Murray Invitational in Tucson at the end of September. And that's it until Pac-12 Championships, which will also, interestingly, be staged in Riverside in uh, late October. Your thoughts on that scheduling paradigm? I'm really looking forward to October and really put together some solid weeks of training, building towards the pack, the pack 12 championships. Um, so typically we've had a competition in the middle of October. Um, sometimes that can be a real positive as a stepping stone. And sometimes it can be a bit of a, um, a bit of a problem with, with an interruption in training. Um, really our focus is being strongest at the pack 12s and then moving on to the NCAA West regional and being strong there. Um, so ask me again at the end of the season, I'll tell you <laughs> whether or not it was a great, a great decision to, uh, to hold out uh, from a competition and really try to train and, and prep for the, the Pac-12s. Let's take a look at your staff. And in particular, uh, your assistant coach is a gentleman who is actually returning to Arizona State in 2022. Ryan Ray had been a volunteer assistant under your predecessor, Patrick Henner, two years ago. And then he took a job as an assistant, Ryan did, at the University of Arizona last year. You've brought him back to Tempe. What was your connection with Ryan, and uh, what does he add to your program? Well, Coach Miller started talking to me about adding an assistant, and he brought up Ryan's name. And, you know, I think Ryan had left such a good impression on on Coach Miller when he was here a couple years ago. And then... Uh, Ryan's dad, Irv Ray, has been a mentor of mine. Um, so I've known his dad for 20 plus years and have known of Ryan for a long time because Irv and I would always be visiting at track meets and had a lot of conversations over the phone talking about training and coaching and so forth. So I've heard a lot about Ryan over the years and we had a number of conversations on the phone. Um, but really the last couple of weeks has, has been the first opportunity that I've had a chance to work work with him. And uh, he's great. He's great. Um, we're thrilled to have him. And we have we have Coach Tanner Brown as a volunteer coach. So right now, this is a this is a great staff uh, for me. It's it's been great to have this this kind of help and support. For sure. Now I understand uh, also on your support staff, there's a young lady who serves as uh, the trainer for the cross country team, Brittany Garcia who, uh, according to my intel, has implemented some innovative training protocols for your student-athletes. Can you tell us about that? And generally speaking, what are some of your philosophies in terms of your coaching approach and keeping them uh, ready to go and uh, ready to compete at any moment? Yeah, Brittany's been great. Um, she's uh, She does a great job with the kids just in terms of, you know, she's got some tough love. She's got high expectations of them staying accountable to checking in with her. Um, but she's she's very much into uh, yoga 
and does a lot of yoga herself and does some instructing. So we've had her lead some some early mornings to try to wake the kids up a little bit. And that's certainly one of the challenges, especially early in the season here with the heat, is that you're trying to beat the sun. But mm-hmm. then you worry a little bit about, about young men and women as they roll out of bed just in time to get to practice if they're truly ready. So we've had Brittany lead <laughs> some small yoga sessions to kind of get the kids waked up, you know, you know, wake them up a little bit before we start mm-hmm. start training. Um, so yeah, it's been great to have her and, uh, she's taken over some of my, my, uh, pre-run routines. There you go. What goals have you set for your first ASU team, Ryan? Um, really just, you know, nothing in terms of placing and those types of things right now. Um, initially for me, it's, it's trying to get to know the athletes really well. Um, you know, in, in my experience in coaching, you, you try to figure out which athletes need a little bit more attention. You know, they really kind of crave um, one-on-one, a lot of uh, opportunities to talk about pre-race strategy. They want a lot of follow-up. And then there's other athletes who, if you spend too much time talking about those types of things, they feel a little bit smothered. So really one of my initial goals is trying to figure out what makes each kid tick. Um, so there's, you know, with that many athletes on the team, you're just trying to get to know them to get to know the athletes. Um, well, it is really great to have you here. Sport. It's great to yeah, have you here you. at Arizona state and we wish you the best and your team, the best of luck this season. And it all starts this coming Saturday in Riverside. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. New Sun Devil cross country and distance coach Ryan Godfrey has been our guest this week here on the Anderson Healy show. If you plan on attending Sun Devil football games this season, let it be known that the folks at ASU athletics are doing everything they can to make your fan experience the best it can be. Coming up, we'll get the lowdown on some of the fan experience upgrades at home this fall at Sun Devil Home Football Games as ASU Senior Associate Athletic Director Mike Mateen will join us. But first, let's pause for these messages. This is the Anderson Healy Show from Sun Devil Radio Network. Saturdays are made for football, and when the game is on, we're finally off. Off-duty, offline, out of office, a cracked Coors Light is our do-not-disturb message to the world. On game day, we don't think about the 9-to-5, but worry about the 4th and 1. So this Saturday, grab a Coors Light, press play on some pigskin, and pause on everything else. Coors Light, Mountain Cold Refreshment, made to chill. Official corporate partner of Sun Devil Athletics. 2022 Coors Brewing Company, Golden Colorado, celebrate responsibly. If you plan on flying on or after May 3rd, 2023, make sure you have the new Arizona Travel ID to get you past TSA security checkpoints. This credential shows a gold star in the upper right corner and is available to Arizona residents as a driver's license or an ID card. Don't risk a missed flight on or after next May 3rd. Log on to aztravelid.com for a list of qualifying documents you'll need to get your travel ID today. Have you heard of the new Hit the Jackpot promotion from the Arizona Lottery? Hit? Like my top 40 hit songs playlist? (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. Oh, hit. Like how I was the star hitter in the office softball league. It's gone. No. Oh, like my hits in karate class. Hi-ya! No, like the new hit tickets from the Arizona Lottery that are loaded with 33 million in prizes and can be entered to win a progressive jackpot that grows up to $150,000. I'll enter today. Vibe Check. A free afternoon on a Friday. Vibe. 
party after the after party? Vibe. 3 a.m. text from your ex? No vibe. A hard seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C? Big vibe. Vizzy is a vibe. Celebrate responsibly. 2022 Molson Coors Beverage Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, flavored beer. The Anderson Healy Show continues now from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, ASU's radio play-by-play voice. I join Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson each week at this time with uh, the latest news in Sun Devil sports. Enhancing fans' game day experience at Sun Devil home football games is one of the ongoing priorities of the Arizona State Athletic Department these days. Despite some obstacles presented by the construction of both the soon-to-be-completed Mullet Arena, the future home of Sun Devil Ice Hockey, as well as the construction taking place in the ASU Nobis Innovation Corridor, Sun Devil Athletics is taking steps to help ensure that fans who attend home football games this fall have as great a game day experience as ever. Here with us this week to talk about this and tell us some of the steps being taken to upgrade the fan experience at Sun Devil Home Football Games is our buddy Mike Mateen, Arizona State Senior Associate Athletic Director in charge of ticketing. Mike, good to see you again. How have you been? Uh, It's good to see you. I've been great. Now, clearly, the construction of the new hockey arena, the Mullet Arena, as we mentioned, newly named as well, uh, along with the construction in the uh, Novus Innovation Corridor, are exciting enhancements to uh, Arizona State's campus. But those construction uh, projects, frankly, have created some issues as it pertains to uh, football fans' game day experience, correct? Issues that you and your colleagues in Sun Devil Athletics have worked hard to deal with. Yeah, as that area continues to develop, uh, I mean, I think you you know, and the fans are recognizing as well, all those things are being built on what were parking lots. So as we continue to lose parking, particularly tailgate parking uh, and grass parking lots, uh, rather than just accepting that as an obstacle or a problem and, and telling fans just to deal with it, we, we're trying to come up with some creative solutions to give them some options to, to kind of overcome that and some of the things that we've focused on this year, um, you know, because one of the things also that we've been doing the last couple of years is we've been uh, surveying our fans that attend games uh, to tell us what they think of our game day. And then we pick a couple of areas based on their feedback to prioritize because we know those are the things that are most important for us to correct the things that we control in the stadium uh, and parking just as that construction has gone has, has continued to elevate on that list at the end of each season. Um so we came up with, uh, you know, pretty, pretty three strategies to kind of give back some tailgating options to the fans. Uh, one is that, you know, we have the old band field that where the beach volleyball facility was um, created. Now that's not being used by the band anymore. So we can use that as a grass parking lot. It's a little bit further from the stadium, but it is there. If someone truly just wants a parking place on grass, that's available to them. Uh, it's out kind of behind the sports performance field. Uh, so that's one option. We have... Uh, some private tailgate rentals that we uh, do on the south end of Desert Financial. Um, those, we work with a partner who who sets up tents, uh, sets out coolers. Uh, you can bring and drop off your own food and beverage uh, if you want to, and then go park in a structured parking lot and then come and enjoy the tailgate. The advantage to these is they also they set up everything for you and they clean up everything for you. So all you do is show up and tailgate. So that's right there on the at the foot of Sun Devil Stadium. And we've expanded 
the area that they can use. So that entire south lawn of Desert Financial is available for these rental tailgates. Uh, and the link to that's on our schedule page and our website if someone's looking to, to rent that. But the big thing that we've created for this year is we created a new public tailgate uh, on the north end of Desert Financial. So it's an indoor-outdoor tailgate. So it's going to be the closest tailgate to Sun Devil Stadium, and it will be the only tailgate that has access to air conditioning. So what the, this is called is called our Dos Equis Pitchfork Pregame. Um, what it's going to be free to the public to enter. Uh, everything in there, beer, soda, hamburgers, hot dogs, will all be $4.00. Uh, so better than you can find at a sports bar on mill. Uh, and there'll be a big outdoor TV wall there as long as well as uh, TVs indoors inside the air conditioning. Uh, it has access to restrooms. Uh, we also set up some inflatable games uh, and cornhole and things like that for kids and families to come in and participate in. Uh, in addition to that, we put a, a grill out there. So the hot dogs and hamburgers that you're getting are not just cooked back in the kitchen. They're actually grilled up fresh right there at the tailgate. So it truly is a tailgate that's open to the public that Dos Equis, our partner, has helped us put on. So we're really excited about getting people out to that so they can get right there at the foot of the stadium for, you know, again, open to the public. It's not a VIP. It's not a suite holder club thing. It's just anybody can come in. So those are the three and things that we focus the most on. And, and it's free of charge to enter the Dos Equis tailgate. Obviously, as you said, the beer, hot dogs, hamburgers, $4 each. But uh, you can get in there. Anyone can get in there free of charge, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's open to the public, free of charge. Come in, enjoy, watch games, get in the air conditioner or play around in the inflatables, whatever you want to do before you head into the stadium. So, That sounds awesome. Uh, have you gotten any feedback from the first uh, experience at the uh, NAU season opener back on September 1st? Yes, we did. It, you know, like you traditionally do with things like that, it was more of a soft opening. We hadn't done a bunch of publicity about it because we wanted to work through some of the kinks in it. So we had a couple of mm -hmm. Uh, you know, groups and things that we work with come in there, but the feedback was great. That's, you know, part of why we're excited to come in here and talk about it because we feel like the operation of it is great. We feel like the location of it is great. The the air conditioner access was really a big hit. Uh, the price point was a big hit. So we're hoping that this becomes so popular that we have to expand it farther along the north side and maybe even more indoor space inside in Desert Financial to accommodate um, more people who want to enjoy it. So. Well, that's not all, because this being such a highly technological age, it's not surprising that Sun Devil Athletics, Mike, I understand, has now launched a new SDA app for fans to download on their smartphones. What kind of information or functions can be found on that app? Well, obviously, from my perspective, the best thing that's on there is access to your you know, digital tickets. Uh, it's very smooth. It's very quick um, compared to the old way, um, or the, you can still access them the traditional way through the website. But the integration into this app, like if you download this app and just set up your ticket account, they will, they're right there, easy to get into your wallet, easy to get in on game day without having to worry about Wi-Fi or cell service. So that's obviously my favorite part of it. Uh, it does a couple of other things, though. Uh, it has score information. It has uh, you know access to all of our social media feeds. It has um, rosters. It has the schedule for all of our sports. So if you're at a football game and you're curious who else plays, it's right there. There's a, a button in there that'll show you the upcoming events. And it has a function where it actually, the phone will sync to the music during the light show and it will synchronize your uh, phone flashlight. So fans can wow. participate in the light show that goes on uh, pregame and in the fourth quarter. So. Boy, attending a football game is a lot, a lot more different than it was 20 or 30 years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, we think that'll be a big hit with the students. Um, that, oh. that 
that synchronizing the flashlight is uh is something that's kind of right in that generation's uh, wheelhouse so <laughs> there absolutely you know you touched on it but in the wake of the covid 19 pandemic arizona state as well as i guess pretty much most schools in the country have gone to all digital ticketing uh, for both tickets and parking at home football games actually all home athletic events at arizona state how has the digital ticketing paradigm been received and uh, implemented by fans? Personally, I found it to be very easy to manage and uh, extremely helpful. Yeah, it's it's as when you bring in anything new, you know, there's there's mixed response. It is overwhelmingly positive. We did ask about it also in the uh, end of the year survey, uh, and it the most people said exactly what you did that they had no trouble once they figured it out. Once they once they learn how to kind of navigate it. It's, it's easier to transfer tickets to somebody else. You don't have to physically meet somebody or put them in the mail. You literally just have to have their email address or now even just their cell phone number and it can text them the tickets. Uh, the security, you know, when we start getting into some of the bigger games, uh, you know, the fact that it's nearly impossible to duplicate a ticket and resell or create a fraudulent ticket, like, you know, if you have that ticket on your phone, you're going to get into the game or we're going to resolve your issue and get you into the game. So the confidence that it gives fans, um, and so really it's, it's, it is just a training and, and getting people who are used to and just really enjoy the paper ticket uh, to learn how to use it. And one thing we are going to be coming out with is for people who like the ticket as a keepsake, you know, not just necessarily to get into the game, they can go in, uh, like if we have a big win or something at home, we can, we'll create like a commemorative ticket that they can go in and it'll be like, you know, three to five dollars. They can have one printed out with their seat location so they could keep that memento. So we, we are rep recognizing that that's something that people do use tickets for other than just to access the game. So we're creating a solution for that also. That's a great idea. One I never thought of, but uh, terrific uh, thinking ahead, if you will, in a situation like that. Finally, Mike, are there any resources where fans can learn more about some of these enhancements to the football uh, game day experience that you've uh, been implementing? I mean, the best place for all that stuff is, is to follow any of our social media channels. You know, we've done uh, there's, we did a video series on our new concession um, payment system that should make the concessions faster, which is kind of one of the other things we targeted for this year, but I didn't really jump into on this one because we have that whole series. Um, and then the sundevils.com, every time we, we do details on one of these announcements, we'll do a story. Doug Tamaro from our team will write up all the information about it and he'll post it on the website and then it'll be there. Uh, when you get your game day email uh, it, or any of that, it'll be on the front of the football page so you can go in there. Uh, and one thing that I always like to make sure that people understand the schedule page on our website, which is the one that people look at the most, we've tried to put all the links that you really need in there. So it has the link to get to the tickets on the schedule page. It has the link to learn about the tailgates. If you want to rent them on the schedule page, it has the radio information, has the TV information. So that's always one I like to make sure people don't know that that schedule page is, is usually got the high level stuff on it. Boy, great information, Mike. We appreciate it. Uh, thanks for visiting with us this week, and uh, job well done, my friend. Well, I appreciate it. And for any of the fans listening, when you get that survey, make sure you fill it out because we are we are listening and we are trying to make improvements on the things that you that are important to you. So, there you have it, my friends. Mike Mateen, ASU senior associate athletic director in charge of ticketing, our guest this week here on the Anderson Healy Show. Ray will rejoin me for the final segment of this week's show in just a moment. This is the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Your moment has arrived. Welcome to Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Bigger, bolder, and better with so much more to offer. 
Grab a cold drink and cool off in a cabana at our all-new resort pool. Or take a taste of the here and now with even more dining destinations to choose from, including our new rooftop restaurant and lounge, Prime, a Shula Steakhouse. It's time to own your moment. So you do you. Hey, it's Paul Calvisi. And if there's one thing all top teams have in common, it's consistent performance. And that's what you're going to find up and down the full lineup of Ford trucks and SUVs. From tailgating to towing, on the job or on vacation, Ford has the right vehicle for you with performance that never quits. See that full Ford lineup today. Just stop by your Arizona Ford dealers or visit buyfordnow.com. Proud partner of the ASU Sun Devils, Go Devils. Get your forks up, Sun Devil fans, because Bar S, the number one selling hot dog brand in America, is now a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletic. From hot dogs and sausages to bacon, ham, turkey, corn dogs, and more, Bar S offers an all-star lineup of delicious mealtime and game-time meat. Grab one of the new Bar S Sun Devil sausages next time you're at the stadium and head to your nearest grocery store to score some Bar S today. Bar S, a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. We are heading down the home stretch of this week's installment of the Anderson Healy Show from the Sun Devil Radio Network. I'm Tim Healy, the radio play-by-play voice of the Sun Devils, along with Arizona State Athletic Director Ray Anderson. And Ray and I are glad you joined us this week. Ray rejoins me now on the show. And you might remember we told you last week Sun Devil Soccer had two scheduled games postponed last week due to a COVID-19 issue within the Arizona State Soccer Program. Coach Graham Winkworth's team was slated to return to action this coming Wednesday, September 14th, in a recently scheduled game against Grambling State. And, Ray, it's my understanding that uh, all is good now, and that game is going to go on as scheduled. And it looks like uh, Sun Devil women's soccer is back in business, if you will. Yes, we are. And so by the time this airs, uh, we will know the score of that game, Tim. But uh, the team is back in good shape, uh, recovered from uh, uh, COVID issues as well as a few injuries. So uh, our squad is back out there uh, competing. I know Coach Winkworth is uh, happy about that, that. Certainly our young ladies are. And so we're looking forward to getting going again toward a strong season and hopefully a strong Pac-12 conference season and another postseason bid. We uh, were able to do that a year or so ago and they really like the taste of that. So they're intending to uh, uh, go to that table once again. So glad to see him back up and operating, Tim. And that means that uh, senior forward Nicole Douglas can continue now to expand on her Arizona State record as she just recently, just before the COVID shutdown, became the all-time leading career goal scorer in Sun Devil women's soccer history with two goals in the Sun Devil 6-2 win over UAB on September 1st. Nicole now with 51 goals in her career. That is one more than the previous mark of 50 set by Stacy Tullock when Stacy played at Arizona State from 1998 to 2001. And uh, it'll be great to see Nicole and her teammates, Ray, get back on the pitch this week. Yes, it will. And I know Nicole, a big competitor, serious competitor, uh, was disappointed to meet the, miss those two games. But uh, we got a schedule in front of us and, uh, she'll just, very frankly, keep adding to her illustrious, her illustrious performance here uh, as a Sun Devil. So 
glad to have him out there and certainly glad to see Nicole back out there competing uh, and doing the things she loves because uh, she is one whale uh, of a soccer player, Tim. Let's talk some volleyball now. Sun Devil Volleyball dropping two of three matches this past weekend at the Baylor Invitational in Waco, Texas. The Sun Devils of Coach Sonia Tomasevich got a good start off to the weekend as they swept three sets against Evansville. And then, however, uh, following that on the same day, Arizona State was reverse swept by Colorado State. The Sun Devils uh, not able to hold a two sets to none advantage as the Rams came back and won the final three to take the match. And then ASU was swept 3-0 by 15-seeded Baylor, the host team in the finale last Saturday. Individually, ASU libero Jaden Ravensburg made the all-tournament team in Waco. Jaden Ray has posted double-digit totals and digs in all but one match the Sun Devils have played this year, and they played nine of them. Five and four is their overall record. Yes, Jaden is, is a uh, wonderful uh, player. She's uh, deserving of that recognition. Uh, and, you know, we're on a long road trip with uh, volleyball, and this was the second long road trip playing in uh, tournaments with really good competition. So uh, I know Sonia uh, will be working hard because she, she doesn't like those reverse uh, sweeps, particularly where we're on the bad end of them, and certainly doesn't like a normal sweep when we're on the front end of them. So she'll be working hard. The five and four uh, record, uh, fortunately, against uh, strong competition. Uh, our RPI won't suffer that much, but we'll get. We need to get back on the winning side of things, Tim. And I'm sure Sonia and our young ladies are focused on that. And volleyball's marathon stretch of road matches will continue this weekend. As we told you last week, this is an incredible uh, stretch where volleyball will be on the road now five consecutive weekends, and this will be the third weekend of those five. And they head back to the state of Texas, to Lubbock, Texas to take part in the Red Raider Classic hosted by Texas Tech University. Arizona State will take on Texas Tech and SMU on Friday, September 16th, before the Sun Devils will face Oral Roberts on the final day of the tournament this coming Saturday, the 17th. And if you're keeping score at home, these three matches will be ASU's seventh, eighth, and ninth in a row away from home. We close this week with a note. From softball, under the direction of newly hired head coach Megan Bartlett, Arizona State's defending Pac-12 champion Sun Devils softball team will play a seven-game fall schedule of exhibition games that will include two matchups against uh, the crosstown rivals from Grand Canyon. The Sun Devils will scrimmage GCU Wednesday, October 5th at Grand Canyon, and the Antelopes will uh, pay him back with a return visit to Farrington Stadium for a scrimmage three weeks later on Wednesday, October 26th. And Ray, I know you're anxious, all Sun Devil Nation's anxious to see uh, Megan Bartlett's first Sun Devil team on the diamond. Yes, we are. Her first uh, opportunity to lead uh, our Sun Devils is is coming up. I'm glad we're back to the fall ball schedule uh, where we can get out there and really compete. And I'm delighted that we've got two of those contests against Grand Canyon. Uh, like that local rivalry, and it makes sense for uh, our young ladies in this community uh, to see two local teams really getting after it. So I'm glad that Megan is here and made that happen, uh, and I'm looking forward to October 5th and seeing her first uh, outing with this uh, uh, defending Pac-12 championship team, Tim. 
Megan Bartlett's Sun Devil softball team will kick off its fall schedule with a maroon and gold scrimmage on Thursday, September 22nd, and the first fall ball game will come eight days later, Friday, September 30th, against South Mountain Community College. That'll do it for this week's show. Some thank yous before we take our leave. Thanks to our new show producer, Arizona State Senior Associate Athletic Director Doug Tamaro for his help. Also, we want to thank Will Edmonds from the ASU Media Relations Department for his assistance as well. Thanks, in addition, to our great engineer producer, Sean Crespin, from the Sun Devil Radio Network. Without Sean, we don't get on the air. And thanks as well to our terrific show scheduler, Kim Nelson of Sun Devil Athletics. If it weren't for Kim, we'd all show up at the wrong place at the wrong time. But we were at the right place at the right time. And uh, Ray, hopefully we'll be back in the right place next week with another installment of the Anderson Healy Show. Looking forward to catching up with you then. We sure shall, uh, Tim. Looking forward to it. And to all our Sun Devil faithful, we say, Go Devils, and uh, Tim, I'll see you this weekend. And we'll see you this weekend, Ray, and uh, go Devils indeed, and hope to see all of you out at the Eastern Michigan game this coming Saturday night. So now, for Ray Anderson, I'm Tim Healy. Thanks for joining us on the Anderson Healy Show. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Anderson Healy Show, powered by Elevation, the Sun Devils' preferred home energy technology company. Hey, Sun Devil fans, college football is back. So grab your friends in a cold, refreshing Dos Equis lager and make the most out of game day. Dos Equis is the one to score for your tailgate, at the bar, or even watching with your friend who went to that other school. So buy a cold, crisp Dos Equis and get those forks up on game day. Dos Equis, proud partner of the Arizona State Sun Devils. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2022. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. It takes hard work to be the best in the game. Planning, commitment, resilience, sweat. That's why Old Dominion Freight Line, the number one national LTL carrier for quality, works hard to be the best in the game and is proud to support those striving to be the best in theirs. Old Dominion Freight Line, official freight carrier of Sun Devil Athletics, helping the world keep promises. 75% of the electricity you're using is on products that are turned off. And your ceiling fan could cost you up to $5,000 over its lifetime. Sun Devils fans, you know your sports stats. At Elevation, we know the stats that can help save your wallet and the world. Visit PoweredByElevation.com and learn how our full suite of smart solar solutions can make a powerful difference today. Elevation is a proud partner of Sun Devil Athletics. Forks up, bills down. It's now time for the official Game Time Munchies break with a cold, tasty brew from Lagunitas. When you're hungry from raising the pitchforks high, reach for the highly balanced Lagunitas IPA. It's wow with wings, perfection with pizza, and nearly unmatchable with nachos. Their IPA just goes with football food. We're proud to call them the official craft beer of Sun Devil Athletics. The Lagunitas Brewing Company, Petaluma, California. Drink Lagunitas responsibly.